Let's talk about the supermom trap. Hello, beautiful. You are listening to episode 107 of the Africana Woman podcast. My name is Chulu, your host. I am a storyteller by design, commander of words, entrepreneur, and coach. Sis, you are new here? Aww, it's a party! Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> welcome, 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 hun. Where have you been? We have been waiting for you. Yes, you. You have officially joined that family you never knew you needed. You are about to have those conversations you never knew people had. I am so excited for you. Click the subscribe button and when this episode finishes, head over to AfricanaWoman.com to check out all of the resources we have for you. Babe, gorgeousity, the queen, the one and only, darling, it's so good to see you back here. (laughs) So I have been talking about this for the last few weeks, and I'm going to keep saying it because of how life-changing this could be for you. I love a good inspirational event, but the excitement tends to fade away after a few days or weeks, right? Now, if you are looking for something sustainable and consistent as you traverse your self-discovery journey, we have a sisterhood called Africana Women Visionaries which is a global community of African women who believe in prioritizing our health, i.e. mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health, as a means to achieving true generational wealth. We have masterclasses, an accountability circle, journal prompts, networking events, virtual co-working spaces, and a couple other perks. Most importantly, it is a safe space that is judgment-free and authentic. Y'all know how we do, right? (laughs) If you want to connect with powerful, like-minded, and like-hearted women, Africana Women Visionaries is available to you. During this month of February, and we only have one week left. If you're listening to this in February, we have one week left. We are showing you love by offering an early bird subscription of $5 per month. Okay? Everything that you get in the community at this rate is a mind-blowing deal. Note... It will never be this price again. So make sure you take advantage of this opportunity this month of February 2023. When we get to 1st of March, the subscription will be $50 per month. Now, I love how congruous the conversations on season four are flowing. We started off with Zoe, who spoke to us about being intentional about how you navigate relationships. Then Prudence showed us a different way of practicing gender roles in your relationship. This week, 
we are talking about something I think most modern day women can relate to. We are discussing how wearing the super mom cape is a trap. It's a trap, (laughs) y'all. I sat down with Dr. Ambika Sampat and even listening back to our chat, I picked up on so many new things. So I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Dr. Ambika Sampat is a director at FitBanker, a global online health transformation platform committed to eradicating lifestyle disease and transforming a billion lives. Ambika leads the coaches program as well as the healthy relationships program in FitBanker, committed to human beings unleashing their unlimited potential. Previously at Acumen, a pioneer in the impact investing sector, She managed partner engagement across Europe, resource mobilization, and revenue generation across multiple sectors in developing markets. Ambika has a doctorate in (laughs) and gynecology, born and raised in Zambia, a global citizen who has lived across four continents and delivered numerous talks on international platforms across multiple geographies on health, investing, and leadership. Her legacy is love, the core essence of what it is to be human. Ah, I'm so excited. Please help me welcome Dr. Ambika Sampat to the Africana Woman Mic. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am so excited for this conversation. I've been looking forward to this. Likewise, I'm excited to connect with you. I'm excited to get into our topic, which has been top of mind for me for the last, gosh, I want to say five years. Yeah. Um, And uh, to be able to talk about this topic in this context is most certainly a first, and I feel an urgent message to get out for me personally. Yeah, definitely. For the listeners, I actually came across Ambika um, through the Concrete Pastures podcast indirectly. (laughs) So I heard your husband, um, Ronnie, and, you know, he was telling his story. And I believe there was a period where um, he had a health crisis and he kind of wanted to brush it off. And then you told him that you didn't want to lose him. And then he sort of like woke up and thought, okay, no, let me try and get fit, not just for myself, but, you know, like the health, the spirit and all of that. And when I heard his story, when I heard him telling his perspective, my immediate thought was, I would love to hear your perspective on what that period was like, because I feel that that was probably also a time when you were thinking about transitions, you know, um, in your own personal life. So Yeah, that was something that really intrigued me. I was like, I'd really love to hear from her. So I don't know if you could pick up the story from there um, and how you eventually got to FitBanker. Yeah, sure. So I was happy at Acumen working there. Um, We had got married in 2012, December. And then 2013, we got pregnant. And I had been in, you know, in the maternity field for the last decade prior to that. 
So witnessing pregnant women, pregnant women have babies, like all of that for the past decade, being in hospital wards where babies are being popped or labor wards where babies are coming out was just like the norm for me. We get like, okay, great. This is amazing to actually experience the physiological shift and the emotional shift to be in that journey was a whole new experience. And it didn't last for that long. Uh, just the night before our first 12 week scan, which was actually coincidentally going to happen on my birthday. The night before I started spotting and bleeding, we went emergency and they said, okay, this is the onset of a miscarriage. Well, they didn't confirm it was, they said it could be, but you just need to rest it out. And the next two to three days, the bleeding just continued. And then um, two days later, the the fetus passed. Uh, we witnessed it. And it was probably, I would say, at that point, till that point, Chulu, the most physically and emotionally traumatic experience of our life. We also, at that point, were just, we had just gotten into the personal development world. We were just starting to figure out how to express such emotions. But we were infants in that field, in that world, back in 2013. And we had decades of conditioning around how you simply cannot talk about such stuff. Not only can you not talk about stuff, such stuff, but you can't, you don't, like the context of this is something that can be shared was non-existent because we were raised and the conditioning was you just don't talk about the stuff. You know, you brush your knee, dust your knees, and brush yourself up and get up and go. And I'm, um, I go into work or I was expecting to go into work um, in two days time. And then over there, I send a message to my manager and uh, I was like, you know, this happened and I'll be at work the after tomorrow. And he was like, I'm not expecting you to come to work at all. This is a guy. He was like, I don't need you to come and you you know, rest, do whatever you need to take care of for yourself. I had never experienced that kind of permission being granted to me to just deal with emotions. But the night after the miscarriage, what actually happened was, I think just the emotional breakdowns, the anxiety, the stress, my husband, like you heard, did express uh, some sort of pain around his chest area, but really casually. And I was like, okay, let's just go back to A&E. And we had been in emergency, I think three nights consecutively at that point. So three full nights, you're there all night awake, just waiting for your turn. And we were both physically exhausted. And he was like, nope, uh, you know, we'll be fine. I'll be fine. I was like, I'm just not waking up losing another one. And so we're back at A&E. And because it's a potential heart concern, he was seen right away. No weight, no nothing. Taken straight away into the emergency ward, plugged into ECG and everything else. And then we spent the whole night there. So he's on the bed in the ward and plugged onto the ECGs. And um, I am sat on a chair all night next to him. So I'm heavily bleeding, cramping. And uh, and for me, the experience was really just more more physical pain and just this, I guess, heightened state of stress from the last three or four days. And for him, I guess it was a real turning point to witness me sitting on the chair in the pain, still heavily bleeding, heavily cramping. And it became the pivot in his life, which is Others Bank on My Fitness. He was looking at transitioning out of the bank, but it was never, ever to do with health. It was, I'm going to set up my own financial services company. And I guess the universe always has another plan and will communicate to us the direction we need to show up and serve in. So it took on transforming his health. Fit Banker got birthed. We launched our, our 90-day challenges. And for me, I guess that began the onset of this journey of, okay, we've, we've lost. We didn't have a successful pregnancy this time. Let's try again. And I didn't know then that it was going to be a three-year journey of trying and that trying um, 
was perhaps one of the most confronting journeys because it occurred as more and more failure for me every single year. The more we tried and the longer the gap from the miscarriage to, you know, every period showing up every month, it felt like something seriously wrong with me. And especially because my, my foundational experience was I've spent a decade working in a hospital. I've seen babies be born left, right, and center, right? I had, I had, I had so much exposure to that, that this, the very simple process, nature's process of conception and delivery and it not happening was something I had never fathomed, never considered, but more so nobody I knew had ever talked about miscarriages. Nobody. I had studied about it. I read it. Personally, nobody. And when we did have a miscarriage, we were actually going through a three-month personal development program. And our program leader encouraged us to share our journey during that class when it was happening live, how we had a miscarriage. And and it takes some pattern interrupting. It takes some courage to get up and share in a room full of 100 people live when you're going through what you're going through. And it was the most transformative experience of my life, Julie, or the beginning of the unbecoming to just stand in a mic and sob like a baby that I haven't done since I literally was a kid in a room full of adults in my early thirties was so freeing to just be able to share my pain real time as it's happening, as we're going through the bleeding, as we're going through the miscarriage that week. And, and I'm glad we showed up to the classroom because the classes were once a week and we were very easily not going to show up. And our program leader said, show up, come to the space. I totally got your back. I'm going to be there for you. And Ronnie and I were both part of that course. And it was just transformative. And when I shared, first of all, the whole room had wet cheeks. Everybody was was crying with emotions and the relatedness. So many women came to me after that and said, we've been through the same, which was mind-blowing for me. I'd never heard of anybody gone through miscarriage before. And it may sound so bizarre, right? Because fast forward 10 years now, for many people, it's common conversation. But 10 years ago, it most certainly wasn't and most certainly wasn't in my circles. So that was a big shift, right? And a big eye-opener. And then when we finally do get pregnant, what was extraordinarily uh, unfamiliar was the emotions one goes through when you do become pregnant And then once you get into maternity leave, and there's so many different stages to that. So you think you've been trying to have a kid for three years. So when you do get pregnant, you'll be like, woohoo. And yeah, we were excited as hell, right? And then all of a sudden, what happens is you're gone past the first trimester, the second trimester, the joy sharing with everybody, experiencing the body going through the physiological changes. And then in the third trimester, I experienced something I never anticipated experiencing, which was this internal fear of having to depart with all the identities I had worked my butt off to build and develop in the past decade, right? And and that then became yet another journey to overcome, which then has been, I guess, the quest of discovering, releasing, pivoting over the last five years, which is... Uh, which is where most women find themselves oscillating between, which is the super mom story. I think a lot of people tend to tell their stories after the fact, you know, after going through that messy middle, but to be able to tell it live, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Just like the, the bravery and, you know, the emotions. And like you're saying, it's like a pattern interruption. Here's the, here's the thing. 
is that we don't realize how destructive certain cultures are where we have been made to believe or create such systems where a mom has got to do a solo or not even like even if it's not solo just a solo mom solo dad like individual mom dad that couple are accountable for raising that kid no they're not right and that mindset where it's just like okay we're responsible for this human being and we got to do everything for that kid is is unhealthy and the reality is the mom does carry in most places not all most cases the mom carries uh more of that accountability purely because of just biologically right there's like the the nursing the feeding the infant's attachment biologically to the mom the dad has can help in whatever way but biologically certain certain accountabilities he cannot fulfill on right and that's just the nurturing space and energy and what our ancestors had which is it takes a village to raise a new soul that comes into this world was created so the human beings are thriving in the best environment and so our second born right fast forward our second born i still get pregnant in london same environment same you know uh pr- lack or presence of support structures it was what it was just our immediate nuclear family we meet friends when we would right but um our second born comes into the world during lockdown right uh, so may 2020 and my mom was planned to be there of course she couldn't no flights were coming into london and we didn't even make it to the hospital like this champion had his own plan and is gets born 10 days earlier in our foyer i couldn't even make it to the uber because he just came out but it was like he just literally swam out and it was just an incredible divine spiritual experience um but we had literally nobody then right when my first born we had access to everybody but there was still a deep sense of isolation and fear and unfamiliarity that whole first year and with the second born in the face of lockdown the peak of the first lockdown where everybody's terrified what on earth is this virus we had the generosity for an entire month of our loved ones leaving food postpartum healthy food every single day for one whole month on our doorstep and they'd wave from their cars with their masks to make sure nobody came inside or exposed the kid but just to feed us and nurture our bodies and that was remarkable and what i realized once that phase was done i was on my feet then rocking the rocker with one leg holding my 3 year old and getting him ready for montessori with other hand making a smoothie with other hand and then now you see these memes coming out right of like these super moms with carrying a laptop and a coffee and a baby and like 10 hands like an indian goddess modified and i tell you chulu in when people would say woohoo go super mom you got this you're doing so great it felt so good it felt so good when i was in london because i felt like woohoo i am accomplished again like i've hit a new height and look how successful i am and i'm running and i never stopped in the fitbanker stuff we continued growing the coaching body leading the leadership programs while breastfeeding i've done numerous webinars with uh, while I'm nursing my little one and or putting him to bed the first one and the second one it just became the norm and there was so much praise around that until i came to zambia and i realized heck there's another way of being right there are support structures but we don't see it because we don't give ourselves permission to experience or even imagine alternative life and to be here to have domestic help to have grandparents up the road just such large community and to see my second born exposed to you know seven to eight adults in any given day 
right, is an entirely different experience. And I now get to see how that super mom label that makes the deficient part of us that isn't healed feel like, yay, I'm headed in the right direction is actually a, a trap because we needn't be super moms, right? And also then it puts an expectation that we should be those women who are juggling 10 things, right? And my single message from today's podcast, my invitation, my plea, my request to every mom is don't rob yourself of this moment right here because this moment is all we have. Don't rob yourself of this moment because you feel you got to be it all. You got to be the businesswoman, the, the professional, the entrepreneur, the mom, the wife, the cook, the person cleaning, like everything in one in one moment and juggle it all. Don't do that to yourself. It's the most um, disempowering and way of existing. You do yourself a disservice. And by being able to pause mm. and breathe, and this is where meditation shifted my existence, to pause, connect with my inner self, bring presence to this moment. And just be present to my kids, um, connect with my inner stillness has given me access to connecting with the actual beauty that underlies motherhood. Otherwise, motherhood just becomes a checklist added to everything else we're doing mm. versus getting that motherhood, in fact, is one of our biggest spiritual awakenings because we actually create life that come through us, right, or become conduits through which life come through us. And our, that's our accountability to raise these souls to become responsible humans. In Africa, it's, like you said, it's very easy or, you know, wherever your family is, you know, it's very easy to have that support system. But you find that somebody is, you know, in, in another country, in the diaspora, and there, there isn't that system. What advice would you, there isn't like family or, an apparent system that, you know, or support system that you can lean into, right? So what advice would you give to that woman who just feels so overwhelmed and just doesn't know where to go? I love that question, right? The birth of our second born gave me the answer to that, which is ask for support. You have to. Every mom listening in, you do yourself a disservice. If you think you're proving anything to anybody by doing it all by yourself, you're not. There's nothing to prove to anybody else. You don't become less of a mom or less of a woman or less of a human being or less of a leader if you reach out for support. Heck, in fact, it takes more courage to reach out for support. No part of our existence is meant to be isolated. No part of our existence is meant to be in solitude. No part of our, our game is meant to be individualistic. We are social beings. We thrive on social connections. And biologically, scientifically, studies have shown that when we're in environments where there are healthy social connections, every part of us thrives physiologically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And we rob ourselves of that inner healing and mental well-being when we go into our own caves thinking we've got to do it all. Because God forbid, if I ask for support, number one, what will people think? Number two, I'll burden them. Number three, how will I be able to repay them? And all of that scarcity mindset context that those narratives may not even be ours. We probably have inherited them from our, our ancestors, right? They've just been passed on to us, right? But here's what I want to invite every woman to do. Disrupt that narrative, especially if you live in the West, 
where you think you got to do it all by yourself. No, you don't. The world is generous. People are generous. They're waiting to be asked and reached out to for support. And the more you trust the universe has your back, you will experience yourself receiving abundance if you look out for it. So number one, ask for support. Number two, you probably already get a lot of requests for support, but you just don't ever say yes. Like I had a number of friends say, hey, if you ever want babysitters, let us know. I never, ever, ever took up any offer because I was always afraid. Like, what if something happens to the kid? What if they drop the kid, right? Like the fear consumes us. And at one point I did need to travel to New York for work. And my husband simultaneously did need to go somewhere else for work. And we got two guy friends to come over. Our first ever babysitters were two guy friends and these two amazing people who had never met each other before, but out of their love for us showed up that night um, and were our first ever babysitters. And not only did our what one-year-old then totally survive the night, he loved it, they loved it. And it was just a massive breakthrough for us, right? Uh, so people are always willing to support if you just trust humanity and trust the universe and know that you know, there's always people who've got your back. And often we don't live that way because we're so conditioned to, I've got to put my best foot forward. I got to show people how strong I am. I got to show people how great I am. And that is at the cost of literally nailing our foot to the ground and just bleeding away while nobody's watching. And so part of, you know, uh, there's a spiritual teaching, which is we've made our fronts hard, at the cost of making our backs weak, which is we have totally compromised our state of well-being. We don't show the world. And by invitation to everybody, flip it around. Make your back strong, but your, your front soft. Open up your heart to the world because there's abundance of love when you're just willing to see it, give it, and receive it. And I just want to extend that to the woman who is, you know, a single parent, Ah, this has been such a beautiful conversation. So tell us, how can we support you? Do you have any projects coming up? Where can we find you and find out more about what you're doing? Yep, absolutely. So um, we have, so firstly, if you're not already following me on Instagram, I invite you, you experience a, a, a woman who has gone from putting her best foot forward and doing um, talks where she looked good to now being fully self-expressed, crazy dances with her kids, uh, reels, music, dance show, just, and the intention not is to show you that you can only do all that when you're good. My intention is I fully own embrace my imperfection and it's how do you finally have the freedom to be? So it's uh, Sampat. uh, that's my Instagram handle. Follow me. Let's connect. I'd love to find out about the amazing stuff you all are doing. The second is we have, a, and I don't know when this is going to get aired, but we do have a free relationship masterclass this Thursday. And I can send you the details for that. Chulu, open to anybody in the world. And if we can literally have people park their inner fears, heal their unhealed inner child wounds, then heck, we've got a whole new future coming into existence. And that it's super exciting um, to be able to create a world that's grounded in fear and connectedness and collaboration in oneness, in harmony and in abundance is, is the vision and the journey ahead. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Yay. Um, please do send that to me. Um, I'll definitely share it with my community. I know there'll be people that are interested. But thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I have really enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to seeing what more you get up to. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, um, Africana Woman as a platform and to everybody that's listening in. Thank you for your energy, your love, your attention in just listening to this conversation. Be honest. Do you love the label of supermom? Do you fail to ask for help? Do you think there is no other way to exist? You know, I look back and I think of my first tagline for the first business I had, and I used to make cakes. The tagline was, if you imagine it, we can create it. What that means is your life right now, the things that you are seeing in your life right now, all started with a thought. And then you made a choice to live the way you do because of your beliefs and your emotions. And this choice could be conscious or subconscious. What Ambika is inviting you to do today is simply entertain the thought. Is there another way to do life? And let your mind explore the question of how. I promise you, if you can imagine it, you can create the life that you desire. In this case, motherhood does not have to be a cross. It doesn't have to be a burden, an obligation. Instead, it can be an entirely beautiful experience. Please give Ambika her roses. Find her on Instagram at dr.ambikasampat. Also follow FitBanker. And listen, she told us that they have some free masterclasses, so I I promise you, try one out. I actually attended one of the events and it was so liberating. So I highly recommend you do that. Ooh, ciao. What you heard today is a segment of my conversation with Ambika. She has such depth and spiritual grounding which she freely expresses through her love for humanity and lived experiences. As an Africana woman visionary, you get exclusive access to the full interview. Head over to AfricanaWoman.com or email us at AfricanaWoman at gmail.com to become a visionary. So this is it for this week. Thank you for listening. I love you. I appreciate you. I am so grateful for you.
Please make sure that you share this with somebody. I know somebody needs to hear this message today, so make sure that you share this. My playground is Instagram, so find me at Chulu by Design. And the best way, again, to support this podcast is to rate and review it on your podcast app. And this tells the algorithm to share it with more of our African sisters. Until next week, I can't wait for our next conversation. This podcast was produced and edited by Africana Woman Media.